its part And let him reign in my life and my heart In love is done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and we're glad that you're here, and we are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, sponsored radio, Healing Hidden Wounds, and we're just glad to have you this evening. I'm here tonight with my lovely wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We're uh, coming to you from the KSLR studio, and it's uh, been a great day. It's a sunny day here in South Texas, and we've had a great time. We went to the... Uh, coast this weekend and spent a little time there just uh, relaxing and so it's been great to return we are talking tonight about uh, recognizing today's money changers and what we're doing here this evening is talking a little bit about how the church has turned into at, at times some churches have turned a little bit more concentrating on business rather than the business of the body and so we're going to talk a little bit tonight about the ins and outs of working in the church and business and how that goes on. And um, we're just glad you're joining us. Again, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. If you are uh, healing or uh, needing healing or having some brokenness in your heart uh, and you'd love to get some help, we'd love to hear from you. Our website is www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com and you're welcome to look us up and uh, find out any information that you might need. We also uh, have a local telephone number at 210-887-9007 and would love to hear from you. Actually, we have a uh, Journey to Joy retreat coming up in this month. It'll be the last weekend of the month around the 27th. And uh, it is a wives retreat. It's a special retreat for those wives who might have hurt or pain from a spouse who's gotten into pornography and the addictive qualities of pornography and or sexual brokenness. And it is coming up uh, at the end of this month. You can visit www.journeytojoy.org for more information. Well, let's talk a little bit about church hurts tonight. Uh, we are going to start off with a verse, uh, Matthew twenty-one thirteen. Uh, it says, "It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers.'" And again, we are our tagline is trying to offer real life answers to life's tough questions. And one of the questions we're looking at tonight is just trying to figure out what exactly. What do you do when the church becomes more of a business than a body? And uh, one of the processes of trying to look at that is just figuring out for yourselves. We're not asking you to complain about your church or to down your church, but just to begin looking at the process of what do you do when your church seems to care more about the, the money that they're bringing in or the number of folks that happens to be attending 
or the the new building they're trying to build or the new parking lot that they're trying to form, if they care more about that than the process of hurting people or working in the body. And so where do you think we would start looking? Well, I think uh, it's... I think it is one of the places... I think it's one of those places... Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties here. Um, I think one of the places to look is just to begin asking yourselves, you know, what does happen in our church? We believe personally that Jesus, you know, the body is is the bride of Christ. And so the bride is beautiful. The bride is will be perfect, but that Jesus is going to... Jesus is purifying his bride. And so part of that purification process is trying to work through the ins and outs of when churches lose focus. And sometimes they become more caught up in in the process of of making money or in the process of a business plan or the process of their demographics. It's one of those things where those things become more of the focus than the process of helping people or in working through the body. And so we are just really wanting to look tonight at the process of looking at at, at the ins and outs of when the church becomes more of a business than a body. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, there's another verse that I think is interesting. It's where there is no vision, the people perish. That's Proverbs 29:18. You know, we are not offering to churches that they're not allowed to have a, a focus or a vision, but it's interesting as the church begins to take on a form all of its own that creates a an environment where the where the entire body has to figure out you know how are we on time and and who are the people that are there and how many and 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 it's kind of like when David took census and and that whole process of taking census and caring more about the the numbers than the the church itself and so we just really want to focus a little bit tonight on that. Um, let's talk also a little bit about. Sorry, we are. I don't know if we're coming across too loud tonight or not, but we we don't have. Uh, it seems to be a little bit loud in the studio, so we're trying to figure this out. If we're kind of stumbling over things a little bit, it is a it is an it's an interesting thing to begin looking at the church and as I said earlier we are not trying to down the body or we are not trying to um, we're not trying to, do, to to take it into a place of, of criticism but we believe that it's important for the church to begin looking at where it lost its some churches of where it lost its original vision and the vision of of what what exactly you do 
when the church begins to care more about who it's bringing in versus the process of praying, of looking for the vision and through the, with the Holy Spirit, and the process of trying to figure out how, who are we really serving. You know, have you ever looked around in the in the places of your church? Have you ever looked around and have you ever wondered? Um, have you ever seen that there were just other churched people there? Do you ever look around and see how are we really reaching the lost? And I don't mean by sending another group to a foreign country. I mean, how are we how are we reaching the lost here in San Antonio? How are we reaching the lost in in our own backyard? You know, sometimes churches get caught up in trying to figure out what their what their demographic is. I, I heard one pastor at one point say that you know we we are looking for a place to build our church, and we believe it should be on a certain side of town because that's the demographic we want to meet. And I just think it's important to kind of look at that and see what the church is doing and how it's doing it and the process of of just where, why are we doing what we're doing? And... Uh, I think for right now, we're going to play a song uh, that I think is a great song to listen to while we work out our technical difficulties. Uh, This song is called The King is Coming by Doug Oldham. If you haven't heard it before, it's a great song. It is uh, just a, a great way to start the show, and maybe we'll get our technical difficulties figured out in the meantime. Well, the marketplace is empty. There's no more traffic in all the streets. The builder's tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors. In the courtroom, there's no debate. Work on earth has been suspended as the king comes through the gate. Oh, the king. just heard the trumpet sounding, and now his face I see. The King is coming, the King is coming, praise God, he's coming for me. Faces line the hallways, those whose lives have been redeemed, broken homes that he has mended, those from prison he has freed, little children and the aged, hand in hand stand all the glow, who were crippled, broken, ruined, clad in God. White as snow, I can hear the chariots rumble. I 
great song. Um, hey, I just wanted to start off. Thank you for your patience. We were having a little bit of a dif- uh, little bit of difficulty here, but we're back and, and ready to start. I was just going to say that I just got a message, and I wanted to kind of throw this in to you. Um, it says that they can really relate to this because this is why they left the church was because of the money and because of things, the importance being on production and being on um, production and all about show, I guess. Uh, They didn't specify, but it just said they left because of that. And so they're afraid to get back into it now because of the money and because of, you know, just everything being directed more into putting it back into the church and back into... Uh, the church well and I think uh, I appreciate that that person who wrote in and and emailed or texted that quickly Um, the importance is truly not to down the church because the bride of Christ is is beautiful but it is important to begin to look at where your vision has gone so many churches and I'm just 
I'm, I'm not saying every church. I'm just saying so many churches have gotten more caught up in the process of making money and of uh, how big can we get our, con- our our sanctuary to be and how much parking can we get and maybe we need to build a bigger and better church when there's so many buildings out there that are already built that that perhaps we've lost our vision. You know, uh, Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, we do believe that the church needs a vision. We're not saying there shouldn't be vision and, and, and seeking the Lord and what's to happen next and places to go and, and all those things. But the process that I think is important is how often do we sit down as a church and really pray before we just assume, well, we have this, we might as well build it, or we might as well make this, or it's important for people to tithe, or, and, and are we serving those people who are in lower income? Do we, do we have churches that are being built in other places besides on the wealthier sides of our towns and cities? Well, and that's interesting that you should say that, because I would suspect that churches would say, sure, you know, we are reaching out to, you know, to the the side of town that has more poverty or, you know, or the lower income. However, how many fancy churches do you see over, you know, on those sides of town? You know, sure. what is what is that? Is that opening up a, a place where? And I think it's great. You know, you open up a little store to you know, to hand out some canned goods and stuff like that. And that feeds the body, the, Absolutely. Bo- the, the person's body. But, you know, that's, I mean, I guess I would want to ask you, you know, Jesus talked about this and what was his main concern, you know? What was his anger when he threw over, you know, the tables with the money? What was his anger at? And what was his, what was he really wanting well, in my opinion, I believe his anger was at the heart of the people who had turned the church, the synagogue, into a place of exchanging money. Uh, yes, back then it was for for uh, animals and for for things to sacrifice. I don't know that that's much different than some churches today in how they... Uh, you know, certainly no one requires, not many churches require a tithe, although I've been in some who require tithing. But I think, I think when you begin to, 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 to buy and sell services, let's say counseling or let's say, um, some sort of children's program, when you begin to start looking more about how do we build this and make it a, a bigger thing, you know, when are we ever content with just not bigger, not greater, not more people? You know, God warned David strongly about taking census. But yet I think, I think our, one of our biggest problems is how the business of the, of this world has infiltrated the church is we, we worry a lot about how many people show up and how many people do we have there. And how are the tithes growing so that we can increase salaries or bring on another assistant or bring on another this or that? And, and again, I'm not doubting you. We are a small ministry. And so we understand exactly what it, what it is to be small and to want to grow and to want to, to get bigger. 
but it's the process of trying to figure out what do you do in the meantime when the vision of your body, the vision of the, the people who show up at your church. You know, I heard one, one person say one time, and I, I won't tell you anywhere where this person was, but they were talking about, about their worship team. And there was discussion about we need prettier, younger people to be on our worship team. Because wow. that's who brings in, in, that's who brings in the people that will really want to worship. So it's not really about what you have to, to as far as leading, and if you are a worship leader, it was about show. Yes, well, and it's absolutely about show, and I think, wow, where is the Holy Spirit in that? I mean, one of the reasons why I think that song by Doug Oldham came to mind was because it was so important for him, for, for me to, to remember that a Doug Oldham of this world, who is an older gentleman singing this beautiful song, someone might say, well, he doesn't really bring in the right crowds, you know, if he were in someone's church, maybe not part of the Gaither Trio. But, but he's, he may not bring in the right crowd that we're looking for, but yet that song is spirit-filled, and he sang it in a spirit-filled way. Amen. And how many times do we lose out as churches because we, and, and ministries even, because we get so caught up in the business aspect of it rather than the body, rather than the spirit aspect of asking Jesus, where do we go from here? What do we do with what we're doing? Right. Because, you know, I think it is also important to look that perhaps a, a byproduct of churches that get too focused on their business also sometimes produce Christians who are very used to drinking milk and not going to the next place. They're very used to drinking the, the milk, as the Bible talks about. And could about. you explain that just a little bit more? Well, I will look up the verse and get the exact citation, but there's a verse in the Bible that says that, you know, that, that, that in the beginning it's okay to, to feed on, on milk. But at some point, we should begin to feed on the meat of the Word of God, on the solid meat of the Word of God. And yet, sometimes when we get more concentrated on business, you know, we this may shake up what some of you see or what some of you look at. But I'm just offering to you, we live in a pretty affluent society, even is even by the most minimal terms here in the United States. And so, you know, when you look at the process of tithing you know people may be more apt to offer a check on a sunday morning and say well at least i've tithed but did they really get something that fed them are they just getting a little bit of milk and then they get to go eat at luby's for lunch afterwards and they get to go home and say well we've had our god on sunday and I guess I'm just encouraging churches and I'm encouraging members of churches to look deeper. To say, you know what, do we really need our bulletins to match our overhead projector slides to match our Sunday school uh, booklets? And to do all that, do I really need that? Or is that being led by the Spirit? And do we need to get out by 18 minutes after so that we can empty this parking lot to move out for this next parking lot to get filled. 
because what if the Holy Spirit were to say, I'm not done yet? You know, isn't that a crazy statement? What if the Holy Spirit were to say, I'm not quite done yet? And what do you do with that? What do you do with not being done if the Holy Spirit says, I'm not done, and yet you have to empty the parking lot by 12 minutes after? Right. And I'm not saying that there's not always going to be a time constraints. I realize that. That's the society we live in. But it's almost the same thing as being a Mary in a Martha world. You know, about trying to slow down and say, how much of the Spirit do I have and am I listening to? Or am I more concerned about making people comfortable and having having more for them to see and do when they're here at church? Well, and you know, I was just sitting here and I was thinking, and I cannot remember the name of the song um, of this video. You know, it's a church. Well, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll pick it up with uh, trying to figure out exactly how much of the body is is becoming more of a business. Let him reign in my life and my heart Your love is done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love is done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love is done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Well, welcome back. I was, um, I was just, I didn't realize we were so short on time, but uh, we're just welcoming you back. And if you would like to call in. Yeah, because of the uh, technical difficulties, we didn't even really say much about being a call-in show. Uh, so you're welcome to call in at 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear your comments or any questions you have. Uh, this is an interesting topic we're talking about tonight. It's recognizing today's money changers is what we've titled this. And, um, and some may feel offended by that, you know? Well, and, you know, I understand that. I mean, I understand, I kind of understand. You know, that people may be offended, you know, if they don't really understand where our heart is coming from. The heart is, you know, that we really, we want to reach out to the lost and we want to reach out to just the, the Christ church and for them to have their needs met and for have, for, to have them be a whole body, like it talks about in the Bible. It talks about, you know, their feet and their hands and their eyes. And, you know, if you say, well, I'm not an eye, I can't, you know, I'm less than. And that's not true. And so when you're talking about a church, you know, the these me- and mostly, you know, a lot of these are the mega churches. Some are striving uh, ministries. You know, and they they're they're wanting to get out there because they see they see others getting out there. But um, 
you know, if you're looking to look a certain way, like you were saying, you know, you have to have young and pretty and handsome, you know. And or we all have to wear a certain type of dress on Sunday because we want people to be casual. So we'll all wear this kind of clothing or we all want to wear this to make everyone feel like we fit. Exactly. You know, and like I was saying before we went on break was... You know, I was thinking about this video that it was a video that went viral. It was of a it was of a church and I, I think it was I'm assuming it was the choir director and he took his choir out just out to the street corner, out in the city, out in the street corner and, and just started singing. You know, and it just attracted attention and it, it got, you know, people to looking and some were singing along that weren't part of the choir and you know what that's what the church is about you know there were no walls there were no pews you know there were no fancy uh there wasn't any fancy shows and lights and you know all of these the production you know i'm just offering you know that that we make sure and we're just cautious of what we're looking at. Are we looking at only ministering in certain areas or to certain people or to certain, uh, we're avoiding certain types of discussions like we, we talk about a lot, a lot about homosexuality and, you know, just trying to speak truth into that. Well, I see a lot of churches kind of turning from that or avoiding it, I should say, and not really wanting to speak out to that. Absolutely, and I think... I really do want people to understand it is not our place to be critical. That's not what we're trying to be. But we are trying to to remind all of us that we are that we are wanting the church to be what God intends it to be. Well, and can I say one reason that that our heart is you know, hurt by this and wanting to speak to this is a big part is because we have seen hurts. We have seen people hurt by things that churches have made decisions on. We have seen people hurt by churches that have have been working in the church, have been worship leaders, have been ministers, have been evangelists and also just church members that have been hurt, like the one that wrote in earlier that has been hurt by that. Sure. And so, you know, if we don't look at that, we as a church in these days and times really need to look at what we're doing because we are coming into the last days and we do need to stand firm and we do need to know what we need to do to pastor and to minister and to lead the church, and the church re- body. And to remember that we are a body, not a business, you know, and, and are we actually meeting the needs of the people in our church? You know, do we serve those people or do we serve our bottom line? It's just part of the process of, of, of asking those questions. Um, because I think what's so important is looking at, at, yes, how people get hurt, but also maybe people aren't even noticing that they're getting hurt. Well, maybe yeah. they sit in the pew every Sunday and they only go for a little while 
and they get what they need for that hour, and then they go home, and maybe they don't realize in their in their contentment that they're getting hurt by not going deeper with the Lord. Go ahead. Well, and it may not always be contentment. It may be, you know, because I, you know, you talk to folks sometimes, and I've talked with folks sometimes, and, you know, they mentioned that they're, they don't really know anybody in their church. However, they go to a church that, say, you know, is in the thousands, you know, a large church. You know, and how is it that people can be involved in a church and only just go and not really know anybody? And that's a concern. Sure. Yeah, it's a huge concern because, and it's it's getting to know people. And I've and I've watched it happen in the large churches. I've watched people come and say it happens even in the smaller churches. It's it depends on the vision of the church. It also depends on the vision of the ministry. Is are we are we meeting the needs of people? Are we meeting the needs of the people who show up every day? And and just. Just as a, just to begin looking at the process in your own life. You know, we really can't try to change everybody. But to just begin looking at the process of change in your own life. What kind of church do you attend? Do you see unchurched people showing up at your church? Do you see people who haven't even met Christ showing up at your church? You know, do you see people who need things, who are being turned away? Uh, we just we just want to begin looking at those things. You know, maybe you have a comment or you have a question. Maybe you'd like to say, you know, this is I disagree completely, and you can certainly disagree with us. Our number is two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. That's our local number. Actually, if you're in the listening area and you can, you don't want to dial locally or outside the local area, you can dial our toll free number at eight seven seven. Six three zero five seven five seven. We uh, it's it's also our desire as a ministry to offer hope and healing to the brokenhearted. Uh, that is what our mission is at Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And so our number um, is <laughs> our number. I'll go ahead and give it now is two one zero eight eight seven nine zero zero seven. Our hope is to to address the hurts and the needs of people who can't seem to find Christ and may not feel like they fit in a church. And so the process of not fitting in sometimes is is a difficult one. And we are a small ministry, but we would like you to, uh, to, to write us, to call us if you have any questions or comments about your own hurts. You can email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. It's, it's just our heart is to try and help those who may not know Christ and to find him because he's certainly there to be found. And I am absolutely not saying that churches these days don't want to bring people to Christ, but it is truly trying to find the vision of what I believe is Christ's original uh, vision in my opinion, if you look through the Bible, everything about what Jesus did was about relationship. 
he met people where they were. He went to where they were. He didn't expect them to come to him. Sure, there were times like the Sermon on the Mount and the places where they would come and follow him. But he didn't stay. I mean, if you notice in the Bible, he didn't stay in the synagogues. He didn't stay in places where he was, uh, where he could stay inside of a church building and hopefully everything, everyone came to him. And I'm just beginning to ask you to look at the process. It's, you don't have to agree, but it's beginning to see what exactly do we do in our churches these days. Well, and it's, it's also being interested and seeking out, you know, you talked about the lost, seeking the lost. However, it's also seeking those that haven't been heard, you know, by the church, that have been hurt by the church, and that have left. And that's, that's a lost. It doesn't mean that they are not saved. It means that they are lost because they're not part of the body. Right. You're absolutely right. Those people who have left the church, absolutely. And my hope is that they find a church, that they find a place to go, that they feel safe in. You know, that they can actually hear about the, the about the word of God and begin to chew on the the meat of the word. And I'm going to try to look that verse up. I don't know if you have something you want to throw in there, but I'm going to just look sure. up. Sure. Which verse are you looking for? I'll look it up here. Well, I just think... Um I think it's just a, a sad thing, you know. I I've heard so many stories with um, somebody that has just been lost. It says, like newborn infants, we long for the pure spiritual milk that it may grow you into salvation. And that pure spiritual milk is great. But at some point, you want to begin feeding on the verses of the word of the Bible that are meat, that bring in the solidness of of the next phase. And it's just beginning to look at these this process. You know, maybe you are hurting, and maybe you're out there and you're listening to this, and you're going, I don't know if I really agree, but maybe you have been hurt by your church. And I just want to say a prayer. I just want to pray because. Because maybe maybe you have been hurt by the church, or maybe you've been hurt by someone in a church. Maybe you're a, a non-Christian that is just listening for the first time. So, Father, I do pray for, for anyone who might be listening and wondering, hmm, I wonder where they're coming from. And I just pray, Jesus, that you would help us to, to find the place of, of the hurts that people have. Because there is... There is a place for them. And Father, I truly believe that it is your will that your bride be purified. That those things that are not of you begin to be burned away. And all of the money and all of the business and and what's our bottom line and who are we going after and how many people are we going to serve this month and how many people in Sunday school class, you know, just that very thought, Jesus, of how many numbers do we have? Who came? You know, Father, I know that Shay and I have gotten into that in ministry of wondering, well, we only had five people show up at this retreat. 
or we only had three show up at this one. And it feels like a failure. But Father, I just pray that you would help us to have different eyes. That you would help us to have different eyes for your best, not ours. Because your best never looks at numbers. Your best never looks at how many and how much. Your best always looks at how can I meet them in their heart? How can I meet them where they are? And Father, that's above everything else we've spoken here tonight. Father, I just pray that you'd let someone see and hear that message. That it really isn't about anything that how much and how many and how often, but it's just about you. It's about your best. It's about your will. It's about your hope. It's about your wanting everyone to know you and to know who you are. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray, Jesus, over your words as you as you speak them to people in their hearts. Because we do want your house to be a house of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I was just thinking as you were praying and you were talking about retreats that we've had before and how we have gotten discouraged, you know, and um, at times, not all the time, but there have been moments where, you know, the attendance isn't as, as much as we expected. And... You know, I think about, wow, how God has shown up and how awesome he has been. And I just think, man, I just praise God for that. I just praise God for those moments. Because if it had have been a great production or this or that, you know, it would have been lost in that. Amen. You know, but to be, to, to have... And I guess that's what that's what I want for churches today. I want for churches to be spirit led, to be led by the spirit. You know, if this song, you know, goes too long, then okay, it goes too long. You know, if it's if you see that it's touching people's hearts, you know, or if you see somebody, you know, down in you know in the aisle you know, walking out or crying or, you know, that the Spirit leads. The Spirit leads for you to go Absolutely. and reach out to that person. Not or to the worry Spirit about the leads time. to maybe sing one more song. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I, that's what I long for. And I'm sure that's what God longs for. Amen. You know, and I think that's what we're really speaking at right now. Amen. Is where has it gone with the Holy Spirit leading a church instead of we're going to do this production, we're going to sing this song, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to pray for three minutes, or we're going to pray for one minute. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, and speaking of numbers, I want to go a little deeper because I appreciate you bringing up our retreats, and I want to go a little bit deeper. There was a retreat we had one time, and I just want to use this as an example because there was a retreat that we had one time, and it was a parents' retreat. And and we had gotten some folks who had who had RSVP'd and said they were coming, and and we were pretty excited. We expected a, at least a decent sized group, and and in the end, there was one couple that showed up for this retreat, and I can guarantee you, I felt like a failure. 
I felt like the retreat failed. I felt like we failed. I felt like our ministry failed. And I just kind of thought, thought to myself, wow, God, why did you do this? Why would you allow us to fail? Right. But then we went through the entire retreat, and we, we were stressed, a lot like we are right now, because it's been a stressful evening here tonight. I think our board operator, Mark, over here is stressed. I know we're stressed. This whole place was stressed really bad about 15, 20 minutes ago when we couldn't hear ourselves and there was uh, feedback coming from every part of the room. And uh, and so it was very stressful. So we felt very stressed during this this retreat. And so the amazing thing about it was is that we ended up ending the retreat and one of the folks who that was there came up and said, you know, I don't think I would have been able to stay if it had been more than just us. And I just leave it at that because I don't want anything else to be said. But this person said, I don't think I would have gotten this, what I've gotten if it had been more than just my, my wife and I being here. And I felt like I heard the Lord say in that moment that this was for them. And I thought to myself, it was not a failure. It was planned exactly how the Holy Spirit planned it. And so I'm just encouraging any of you to think outside the box of showing up for church at at 11 o'clock, sitting through a 37-minute service, listening to two and a half songs, praying for eight minutes, taking an offering, listening to another two and a half songs, and then going home or going to your favorite restaurant for, for lunch. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. But I'm saying at the end, at the end of the day, just remember that the Holy Spirit sometimes doesn't ever, it doesn't ever respond or behave the way we might like it to. Because the Holy Spirit is not confined by our beliefs and our systems. The Holy Spirit wasn't confined by Martha, who said, oh no, you must get in here and clean the kitchen with me. The Holy Spirit wasn't, is not confined by a church that says, well, we have to be done by 10 minutes after 12 because we have to clear out the parking lot for the next group. It's not confined by that. And so we're, I'm just asking for just a moment, because we are here to heal hidden wounds. And perhaps your wound has been being hurt by the church. And perhaps your wound has been being rejected by something that the church did or being too caught up in money. Or perhaps your wound is that you don't even realize you're wounded. That you go to church every Sunday and you participate for the hour and a half that you're there. Then you go home and maybe you don't really know any of the rest of the week where you allow God to fit into your life. Maybe that's the wound. Or maybe the wound is is that you get very caught up in the routine of a schedule. And your schedule has to be fit. And God doesn't have a place in that schedule. Unless he, you, you fit him in on a certain amount of time on Saturday morning or your 6 to 6.15 first thing in the morning. Maybe that's where some of your hurts are and you don't even realize that you're hurting. But that is an important place to begin looking is, do I allow the Holy Spirit to fully lead my life? 
or do I allow the Holy Spirit to only lead my life within the constraints and confinements of my time? Because the line will get too long at my favorite restaurant if we stay much longer. It's just important to begin looking at that. Because the bride of Christ is a free bride. It's a bride that lives free and loves freely. Because that is God's best, is that we are to be known and fully loved, and that's what he wants from us. So I'm hoping that some of this will fall deep into your heart. We are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and you've been listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. We are a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. We would be glad to uh, have you uh, contact us or get on our website and donate. Uh, it is uh, it is it is up to you. Uh, we do trust in God's provision. Everything we do is through donation, and so and I can tell you that's a scary place as well because we've had people before come to us and say, "Oh, that's wrong. You should." Form a business plan and you should begin, you know, charging for everything you do. And, and I can guarantee you what we've seen is that God comes through in, in many more ways than we could ever think or act or imagine, uh, when we leave it up to Him versus when we try to charge. And it's a scary ride, right, Shay? It's a very scary ride. The waves have been very high at times. The waves have been high yes. at times. But the boat, has been settled just about every time. Amen. And I wouldn't, I would say every time, but, uh, we're in the waves sometimes even now. And, uh, we're still trying to get this boat to stop rocking. So we're glad you tuned in tonight. We're sorry for the technical difficulties. Again, our website is www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Dot com. Dot com. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week as we begin to, as we still talk about church hurts and we'll go a little deeper into hurting now by people who've been rejected and been hurt by people Thank in the you church. For listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.